Hi coaches, this is Whitney with Get the Pan Gig, a podcast for volleyball coaches. Today I want to share a piece of advice that I, well, I honestly heard it on another podcast, but it wasn't volleyball specific and I want to take it and apply it to volleyball because I think it's really important, especially with tryouts coming up still for a lot of you and even just the beginning of the season. So as many of you might know, it is just me running Get the Pancake. Of course, I harass my husband for advice on occasion, but for the most part, Get the Pancake is a result of my work on it all day, every day, it feels like. And I'm starting to get to the point where I'm considering bringing in either an intern or maybe some freelancers to do some work for me to free up my time to start working on bigger projects and focus on how to move Get the Pancake forward and create more value for everyone that's listening, everyone that goes to the website. And I was listening to a podcast this morning. It's called The Rise Podcast. I'm not sure how many of you know who Rachel Hollis is, but she wrote the book Girl, Wash Your Face. I still haven't read it. It's on my list, but her podcast is incredible. I'll include a link in the description. So the episode I was listening to was episode 104. It's from July 8th of this year, 2019. And it was titled How We Scaled Hollis Company from Four Employees to 44. So as I mentioned, I'm wanting to grow Get the Pancake. That's why I was listening to this. I wanted to figure out how to make Get the Pancake more than what it is now. And they brought up something, and I don't know about you, but I get inspired a lot from outside sources that aren't necessarily volleyball related, but my brain is just on volleyball all the time. And so I'm able to take concepts that I hear in other places and apply them to my own coaching. And in this podcast, they mentioned that they were able to grow so quickly, so fast because of hiring the right people. And specifically, they talk about the type of person that they hire. And I think this is, it's going to change how you approach tryouts. I, I really think it will. They say they only hire A players or B players who are training to become A players. C players are a hard pass. Now that's, they're speaking about their business. And I thought, wow, does that apply to volleyball or what? So when you are picking your team, obviously not everyone has the luxury of choice. You may be at a small school and maybe you don't have a ton of A and B players. Maybe you have to take some C players just to fill out your roster. But if you are at a school that has enough players where you can start to be choosy in who you take on the team, I really want you to use that advice when you're making your final decisions. So an A player is going to be someone who has a great attitude. They show up ready to work. They're ready to go when practice starts, not still trying to put on their shoes and maybe running in and out of the locker room. There's not really any drama with this player. They just show up. They're ready to play. There's never any excuses about why they're late or maybe their grades are low so they can't play. Those would be C players, in my opinion. If someone's always late or just not focused, no, they're a C player. They're a no. A B player is someone who shows up. Maybe their skill isn't the greatest, but they have a real desire to become a great player. And you can see in them the ability, the potential to get there, but maybe they're just not there yet. These people are going to flourish when they're surrounded by A players. C players, they will drag your team down. They'll slow down progress. They will sort of infect the team chemistry. And that's just something that you want to avoid if possible. 
Now, a C player doesn't necessarily have to be a negative person though. A C player could also be someone who is just not very skilled and this is obviously going to be harder to judge if you're new to a school, new to a program. If you've been somewhere for a year or two, you probably have a better gauge on the players. But if you have someone who's just a sweetheart and that's why you want to keep them on the team, that is going to result in a lot of headaches and a lot of issues later on and it's almost more kind to cut them in the beginning. I know that is so hard for us coaches to see someone who is just really sweet, wants to be better, but if you can tell that a certain player, and I'm all for giving someone opportunity, but if you can tell throughout tryouts or maybe over the years you've seen this player grow in your program, if you know that they are at their ceiling or maybe they're they're about as good as they're gonna get and they're not gonna see a lot of playing time on your team it will hurt to cut them and if you have to have a face-to-face -face conversation it's not going to be enjoyable but if they won't be getting any playing time and if they're not going to contribute to growing the team in practice it really will hurt your program in the long run so a couple of examples in my own coaching experience of this the first time I ran into this I was a new coach and I'd only coached for a year or so and I was running club tryouts for a 14 and under team the coach from the local middle school was helping out and she was so helpful and I really appreciated everything that she was doing. She was also giving me some background information on some players, but there was this player who I did not want to keep on the team. I didn't see a high skill level. I didn't see a lot of potential. I also didn't really have anyone else that I would take over her necessarily so it would have cut my roster down a spot rather than you know have an extra person but at the time the middle school coach was telling me this player is just a sweetheart you'll love her and she's not very good but she's so nice and against my better judgment I decided to take her on the team and as soon as we got through the first week or two of practice I immediately knew that that was a mistake and this was for a club season so this ended up lasting you know six months and this player struggled the entire season skill level wasn't there her attitude while it was positive in the beginning once she started to face minimal playing time the her teammates not that they disrespected her, but I mean, if you're on a team and there's clearly one person dragging the team down, there's going to be some negative feelings towards that player. And as much as we want to protect each other, I mean, that's a part of life. You can't necessarily stop people from being upset that someone is dragging the team down. And over the course of the season, this player did not improve. And another lesson that I learned that season was that you can't spend your entire season trying to coach up that one player because that's really you're doing a disservice to the rest of your team so C players really are going to draw a lot of your attention as a coach because you're going to see weaknesses and you'll know that there are simple solutions but unless that player has the ability to make those changes or the desire to make those changes they're just they're not going to be able to do it and it's going to be 
frustrating for you because you're spending a lot of time with them and they're just not going to get better to the point where they could take somebody else's spot or even compete for somebody else's spot. And every time they go on the court, you know, the team chemistry changes a little bit and then the whole team dynamics just start to fall apart. If you've been coaching for a while, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about because I think this happens to everyone in their coaching career, maybe even more than once. Actually, probably more than once. As I kind of mentioned in the beginning, a C player could also be a skilled athlete, but they could drag the team down either by being late or if you're coaching in high school. Let's just be honest, there are some players that do things that they're not supposed to do. They go to parties, they skip, uh, they pretend to be sick, and they actually go and do things that they shouldn't be doing because their parents think they're at practice, but they're actually out getting into trouble. They fail classes. Just save yourself the headache and cut them. Let's think about this from a varsity perspective because this is probably where you have the most options to determine your team. Uh, Let's say that you're going to take 12 players for the team and then maybe you'll have a couple extra that you pull up from JV on occasion. So let's say you have nine solid players and then three seniors who you don't want to cut because they've been in the program the entire time. They had played on JV last year, but now they're seniors. They have to make varsity or else they're done. Are you going to be the bad guy and cut them? Or are you going to try and be a nice guy, a nice lady, and keep them on the team so that they can play volleyball their senior year? Now you know that their skill level is not where it needs to be and if anything their skill level is not where it needs to be in order to get playing time and they're going to spend the majority of the season on the bench. However, you have a couple of players that are probably going to make JV but you could pull them up to varsity and they would at least get some experience on the varsity team. They still might not play as much, but the potential is so much higher and you believe that they could improve dramatically if they were in the practice environment with the varsity team on a regular basis. Now, these JV players have to have the right mindset too. They would probably fall into the B player category in this instance because they have the desire to get better, the potential to get better, but they're just not there yet. If we step back and we were to assess somebody else's team, we would probably say, oh, well, just take the JV players and cut the seniors because then our feelings aren't involved and we don't have to feel bad cutting seniors after three years in our high school program. But I guarantee that most of you will decide to keep the senior players. And although a lot of players are really sweet and can handle it, pretty much everyone that is in that situation is going to cry, going to feel left out, going to feel hurt, going to feel useless, going to feel like it's a waste of time. And they're going to share that feeling with their teammates. Their teammates aren't going to relate. They'll try to be supportive and then there will be bad feelings. And as much as it stinks to cut the seniors, if they're not going to be a value to the team, I highly encourage you to get rid of them. There's probably going to be a huge dramatic pushback from the parents, maybe even from the AD, but your goal as the high school coach, varsity coach, you're going out there to win games. Maybe if you're at a smaller school where everyone is just happy with getting playing time and having fun, maybe that's when you can keep the C players, that you know, the, the good attitude C players, but I doubt that's the case 
pretty much everyone in high school wants to just go out and be competitive in their conference. So I'm sorry, I know a lot of you have already had tryouts too. Uh, I'm hoping you have minimized the number of C players on your team. If you have to take C players, just realize that you're going to have to spend some time trying to get them on board and really build team rituals to minimize the damage that they could do to the team. But also, let me just give you a quick reminder, do not waste time trying to bring the C players up to speed. It's probably not going to happen. Yes, they need coaching and you need to help them out. That's your responsibility as a coach, but don't dedicate more time to those players just because their play is at a lower level. Spend time getting A players better, but especially spend time getting those B players caught up to the A players, and then you're going to see much greater success as your season progresses. All right. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Get the Pancake podcast. Shout out again to the Rise podcast by Rachel Hollis for inspiring me with today's episode. I'm going to post this in the Volleyball Coaches Corner closed Facebook group. I'll put a link below. But I want to know if there's anything outside of volleyball that you listened to or advice that you heard they had to take and apply to volleyball and if it's made a big difference in how you coach or how you approach coaching. I'm sure most of you have volleyball on the mind like crazy, so I really would be interested to hear where else you get your inspiration from. And also, I want to know what you think about today's episode. So if you agree that you need to get rid of C players or if you disagree and think that they have a certain value with the team, let me know. There will be a post in the Facebook group. I'm really excited to your responses. This group is growing like crazy and I'm really excited to start to get to know some of the new coaches that we have in the group. So again, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode.